At the end of the day, we each need to decide what functional, easy home looks like for us. So how do you find your own essentials? My biggest recommendation for finding your own minimalist home or otherwise, or kitchen essentials, is to start in the areas of your home that aren't working for you. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. So I'm always finding myself caught in this minimalist hell of frustration when it comes to seeing other minimalist creators. Hear me out, hear me out. There are some out there who tend to slap the word minimalist in front of things like gift idea lists for Christmas or kitchen essentials. In reality, this feels just like another form of pushing over consumption with the handy dandy label of being a minimalist. Like it's trendy to be minimalist. So these are minimalist gifts, I guess. On the other hand, we're all just trying to get by, and my hope is that these creators only recommend things that they themselves truly use and believe in. I know I had to go through that own battle because I love having good recommendations for quality product reviews so that I can make the best, most informed decision possible when it comes to making a purchase. So I try to share things with you guys that I truly love after I've done my research, just so that you can hopefully trust my word. So my only hope is that any other creators that do these types of things are doing the absolute same. That being said, I felt the need to make a plea for why minimalist kitchen essentials or any other essentials are total crap and how you can figure out what you really need. Now, As you may or may not know, spending a good portion of your time being active on social media is not for the faint of heart. It takes every single ounce of my strength not to respond to every single troll comment with oozing sarcasm and a Regina George-like meanness. My instant response to any rudeness is like the deepest, downest, meanest, sassiest girl you've ever encountered. And I hope you don't know that because it's something I've really worked on honing in. But make no mistake, my default setting is mean girl. 
Only when it comes to people who spend their free time bullying other people on the internet, of course, or in person. Don't get me started on in person. That's why when I receive a comment on a recent post, I shared where you could see the inside of my kitchen cabinets. And I received a comment that was just making me roll my eyes in pure annoyance. My second reaction, however, was to go, you know what, I understand where this person's coming from. And I'm going to use this opportunity to inform the minimalist masses that are maybe on TikTok or maybe not. Anyway, here's what the comment said. Decluttering, that's a lot of bowls for four people. Insert laughing emoji. No judgment, your house is beautiful. (laughs) Ah, the good old backhanded comment. Wait, maybe this person was Regina and not me, (laughs) right? That's cool, that's cool. I would rather be a Janice Ian anyway. Okay, enough with the Mean Girls references. I can't stop myself. If you are a 90s, 20s teen, you feel me, right? Let's get to my point. The essentials to anything, kitchen or beyond, are just total crap. I kindly took the time to create a second video informing this commenter or anyone who thinks like her that we have good reason for having more than four bowls in our cupboard. Now, as I made the video, I couldn't help but think like, man, I never thought I was going to have to make a video defending why I have more than four bowls, but here we are. So here it is. Why we have more than four bowls in my house. We have more kids that don't live at home and they visit frequently, plus a son-in-law. I host family gatherings and groups of friends all the time. I love having people over. I've got this supper club group of girlfriends that we've known, I've known since from ages two to ages 12. And I love being able to have them all over. Now, when we host more than our four in-home family members, I prefer to avoid disposable plates, bowls, and assorted cutlery if I can. There are definitely times where we have to give in, but even still having the extra bowls and things like that on hand for serving dishes um, is a great way to prevent myself from having to buy specific serving dish bowls, if that makes sense. If any of my four in-home family members chooses to eat more than one meal that requires a bowl, I don't want to have to wash the dishes to make that happen. These are the basic reasons. Because I mean, think about, you know, if my kid had cereal for breakfast and we all had cereal for breakfast and then for lunch, we wanted burrito bowls. I would have to clean all the bowls. Ick. I just want to clean them at the end of the day in the dishwasher. Call me crazy, but that is my way of keeping my schedule and my time minimalist. Now, for some people, having the bare minimum of dishes in their cupboard might serve them immensely. It could simplify their entire day. I don't know how, because for me, it would just create added stress. We had one spatula, the pancake flipping kind, for nearly a decade, and my husband almost divorced me over his frustration of having to wash it when we needed it. I personally didn't care. It doesn't take that long to wash a spatula, but we've upped it to three spatulas since, and we're all surviving just fine. (laughs) At the end of the day, we each need to decide what functional, easy home looks like for us. 
So how do you find your own essentials? My biggest recommendation for finding your own minimalist home or otherwise or kitchen essentials is to start in the areas of your home that aren't working for you. It's always the easiest place to start is what's not working. So where is there too much stuff? Does your junk drawer jam up every time you try to get something out of there? Do you hate the clanking chaos of your coffee cup cupboard when you know you're only using two mugs anyway? Do plastic cups tumble out all over the floor when you open them? Tupperware lids too tangled to navigate? If you haven't had the experience of Tupperware lids taking over your life, then you have reached perfection, my friend. You should sign off right now. I can't teach you anymore because no matter what I've done in my life, the Tupperware cupboard seems to consume some part of frustration every single day of my life. So if these things ring true, if there are any areas in your home that just feel too overwhelming, then it's safe to say these would be good places to get started on decluttering. Now, where is there not enough stuff? Admittedly, when I first started minimalism, there was a part of me that was terrified of owning too much stuff. It was as if I believed like other minimalists of the world would chase me down with pitchforks and shame me for being a materialist a-hole. In reality, I have come to accept that in some areas of our life for each individual different person and family, there may be times when we want to allow ourselves to have a little more in order to make some other aspect of our lives a lot simpler. For example, I used to love the idea of washing dishes immediately after use. I came upon this idea in the midst of my minimalist journey when we stayed briefly at my in-laws during our house downsize transition. I was really good about keeping my in-laws kitchen sink free of dishes and I kind of liked the process. I was trying so hard to, you know, maintain their home because we were staying in the basement. I didn't want to be an added burden. So whenever we dirtied a dish, I would immediately clean it up, like immediately wash. So I was like, this was a genius. What a great idea. And um, it kept everything so clean. It was such a great process. When we moved into our smaller house, however, I tried to live with the acceptable amount of dishes only to find myself in a constant battle of trying to keep up with the dishes. Because as it turns out, when I had a full house, you know, I was homeschooling, I had a blog I was running, washing dishes three times a day or more because my kids eat like fiends was so unwelcome. It was so frustrating and I just had to be done with it. So I bought more dishes. And this reminds me of a topic I've shared on the blog before called how many pants should I own and other silly minimalism questions. I'm going to share that below if you want to kind of read through some crazy things I've been asked or have believed during my minimalist journey. Remember, time requires minimizing too. There is an Instagrammer called the LA Minimalist who I just absolutely adore but she shares that she carries this same mindset with her clothing, like I do with my dishes. She much prefers doing one large load of laundry per month instead of per week or every other week. And it makes sense because she lives in LA, she lives in an apartment and she has a roommate. So if I had to do laundry in an apartment, I might feel the exact same way. I wouldn't want to constantly be going down and 
you know, doing the whole process of laundry wouldn't be as convenient as it is for me in a house. Therefore, she has more than 30 pairs of undergarments, enough workout clothes, sports bras, etc., to ensure that she can make it through an entire month without having to do more than her one round of laundry. Now, most people go into minimalism believing that having less stuff will bring them less stress. And they're not wrong. Many, many studies have shown that living with less does reduce stress. However, as I kind of shared before, you might be able to understand how in some cases, allowing yourself to have a few more things can help you cut back on the amount of time doing chores in a day or in a month or in some other area of your life. Having more stuff can sometimes also reduce consumption, which is something I want to talk about. When it comes to practicing more sustainable minimalism, there are ways that buying more stuff can actually allow you to be less wasteful and consume less. So this is not something I am perfect at by any means, but it's something I truly strive to continue to be better at. Uh, I've tried to like fully jump on to sustainable, no waste living. And it just, I, I jumped in too quickly. I jumped in way too fast. And now I'm doing the toe dip method. But here are some things that I have bought to be less wasteful. Reusable paper towels, washable napkins, reusable totes for groceries, a compost bin. So I have a compost bin outside. And then I just have um, a bowl on my kitchen counter that used to be a candle. It was like a round bowl that used to be a candle. And now I just put compost in there and then eventually bring it out to the big compost. Uh, we also recently purchased reusable Ziploc bags. In taking the time to purchase these items, we were able to greatly reduce our carbon footprint and potentially save ourselves the cost of buying the non-reusable items such as paper towels and Ziplocs. On the rare occasion that we do buy Ziplocs, because there have been times that we're like, ah, oh, we need Ziplocs for whatever, or we should use them, it would be helpful. I can't even remember why, but we just bought some within the last few months. We rewash and reuse them as many times as possible. Oh, I'm so embarrassed saying that because I feel like some of you are like, oh, my parents did that. And I cringe because my stepdad did it. And as a teenager, I remember being like, why are we washing Ziplocs? This is so stupid. And as an adult now, I'm like, did you wash the Ziplocs cans? <laughs> um, and I, but now, you know, I speak differently in the sense that I don't want it to go into the landfill. I want to at least like wear it thin until it doesn't zip anymore or until the plastic is just so pathetic that it's got to go. I really want to make sure we're using the most out of it where, you know, my stepdad's family came from like frugal living, not wanting to waste money, which I think is a great aspect too. But mine is more so like, I really want to prevent this from going into the garbage if I can get as many uses out of it as I can, right? Now, of course, in every area of everything to each their own, before you go scrolling Pinterest in search of the top recommended minimalist kitchen essentials, just take the time to ask yourself, what's essential in your own life? Where do your priorities lie? Do you like the idea of simplifying your time and doing fewer chores? Um, because doesn't everybody, is there anyone out there who wants to do more chores? I think some of you do exist and I, I don't fully understand you, but I love you anyway. But if you are one of those people who wants to simplify your time and wants to do less chores, 
perhaps allowing yourself to have a little more isn't such a bad idea. Are there areas of overwhelm where you feel like you're drowning in clutter? If so, by all means, begin applying all of the best decluttering practices. You can grab my free checklist for declutter areas below in the show notes. Don't get yourself too caught up in the way other people are doing things. That's what caused most of us to overconsume in the first place. Instead of looking to someone else for all of the answers that are right for you and your family, take the time to assess your needs before you take on the recommendation of others, myself included. And make note that sometimes this is going to take some getting used to. I went through the yo-yo of minimalism where I got rid of maybe too much and then realized, you know, I I think a little bit more would be beneficial for us. And then there were times where I kept more and realized I'm not using a lot of this stuff. There is no end point to your life. I mean, there is an end point to your life. Spoiler alert. But as you're continuing to be alive, there is no like time when you will have figured it all out. I should say it that way. There's never going to be a time when we have all figured it out. We've done everything perfect. Hooray. Good for us. So the quicker I feel like we can accept that, the less hard we are on ourselves and can just accept that this is a growing process and doing our best to make our lives as simple and easy as possible, because there are going to be hard things that come along. We're all just really doing our best and don't think for a second that someone else is doing it better or, you know, more accommodating than you. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love. Until next time. 